Napa know-how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. On today's show. All-Star Weekend has come to a close, and that makes me a little sad, but we get happy and talk some winners and losers from the weekend. Maybe you, but I'm mad at David for wanting defense in the All-Star game. No way! Just a little competitiveness, Doug. Come on! We talk more Hornets and All-Star before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. You are Locked On Hornets. You are Locked On, Locked On, Locked On Hornets. Your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in to another week of Locked On Hornets, Charlotte Hornets news and analysis in your podcast feed every day whenever you need it. Today's episode is brought to you by SeatGeek. Download the SeatGeek app and use our promo code LOHORNETS to get $20 off your first purchase. I'm Doug Branson, joined by the man, the myth, the all-star weekend legend, David Walker. Man, it was a great one, Doug. I really enjoyed it. I I watched just about all of it, even though I told you on Friday night I was turning away from the Rising Stars game. I I, I held on. I watched pretty much the whole thing. Well, then you got a treat. You got a Frank Kaminsky treat. If you stayed through the whole... I know people who watched the beginning of that Rising Stars challenge and said, I can't do this anymore. And they missed out. That's what you can't. You can't turn away because you're going to miss something. You You never never know what Frank is going to (laughs) do. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Head over to iTunes, search Locked On, and find podcasts on the NBA, golf, NFL, fantasy sports. It's the fastest growing podcast network in the world. So here's what we're going to do. To recap, uh, just an all-star weekend jam-packed full of action, both Uh, from the Hornets' side, but also the NBA as well. We're going to do some winners and losers. That's how we will recap this thing. David, why don't you kick us off? Do you have a winner or a loser from this weekend? You know I do. The first winner was the first individual winner of the weekend. That's Chris Stapp's Porzingis. Zinger. Winning that that skills challenge. I thought it was possibly the highlight of Friday night. Now, that may tell you more about the other events that went on, but I thoroughly enjoyed that. I actually had picked... Chris Stapps Porzingis in another uh, a setting uh, where we picked some winners from oh, Friday sure you night. Did. And I, and yeah, of course I, you I did. selected him. Yes, I did select him, number one overall pick. So uh, I thought that was pretty fun, though. And he, I was glad he was in there and doing some stuff during that weekend because he is a unicorn. Well, and he proved that adding seven footers to the skills challenge such a brilliant move. Whoever did that, give that person a raise right now. Seven foot yeah. three wins the skills challenge. And I said on the podcast on Friday that I thought everything would come down to that final three-point shot when, in fact, everything came down to the the pass. That the pass was really was key. But he did hit the first at the end on the final round. He hit his first three-point shot, I think. So, yeah, the pass is the tricky part, though, because all the I think it was like all the big guys were nailing that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, For the my, most part. My big winner is Frank Kaminsky. 33 yeah. points, 9 of 13 from 3, and a little under 20 minutes off the bench in the Rising Stars Challenge. Had the USA pulled it out, 
won the game, I think he would have been named the most valuable player because he was right on par with Jamal Murray's nine threes for the world. And the U.S. team takes Frank out, and maybe that's a good move just to keep Frank healthy. He was, he was, you know, he had been in there a while, but if if he had just stayed in there a few more minutes, I think the U.S. team could have pulled them out because Frank brought them back. Great, great yeah. day for Frank there. Plus, he won the three point competition's uh, sneak costume party. It's oh weird. Everyone dressed up for the three point shootout. Uh, that was really cool to see from Frank. I mean, do you take any way, anything away from that? If, you know, going forward for this season for him and the Hornets. Uh, I mean, he hit open threes, and and yeah. they've been wide open in, in the regular season as well. So yeah. I think I think the one thing, the one little thing that you can take away from Frank and Kemba both is that they got to hang out with the best of the best, and and I feel like that has to do something for your confidence. And mm-hmm. Kimba looked like he had a blast, and, and that has to do something for him. I'm sure he was frustrated by by the time this weekend rolled around, just with how yeah. things were going. You could see it in his body language, and hopefully, this was just a good reset for him. And and yeah. Frank doesn't look like a guy that gets phased too much, but we know <laughs> we've heard from coaches that that he can get into his own head a little bit. So absolutely, I think you know. I know it's an exhibition; it doesn't mean anything. Um, tangible, but I think it does mean something intangible. Yeah, I think it goes to show you what Frank can do when he's kind of playing and not really thinking and playing in a game situation in any of these games. Uh, you know, take that with a grain of salt, but we have seen it. I mean, he does look a little more confident when he's starting uh, versus when he's not. The numbers don't really bear anything out that one way is better than the other, but uh, still, yeah, you have to hope you can take something, but it is an exhibition game and you can't take too much from that that would translate over. But that does lead me to my next winner, and that is Kimba Walker, Doug. I thought, you know, we're, we're giving winners to the two Hornets participants. Uh, I don't know if that Not shocks biased. anyone. Not biased. Not biased. But look, no one had Kimba making the finals of, the, of this three-point contest with guys like Clay Thompson in there, Kyle Lowry in there, Wesley Matthews. Um, so that was really cool to see. I thought he was the first one out of the gate. He put up a number high enough where, oddly enough, some of the best shooters in the world just could not shoot that night. So the three-point contest was interesting because not only did you have a couple underdogs, but they went to overtime. Um, but I think it was the theme of the night. It was a bit of a down, down, uh, you know, a letdown because you had some of the better guys that just did not shoot well. But Kemba was not one of those guys, so good for him. Kemba doing work. Yeah, Kemba did work, and he had to go first. And you mentioned that on, on, on the, the show on Fox on Sunday, that that's a tough position to be in, and he knew it. And I think he sat down knowing that he was probably going to get eliminated with his number because you've got so many great shooters, including, you know, he was already on the bubble, and you had four shooters left, including the, the heavy favorite, Clay Thompson, yeah. who, is, who is my loser. I mean, how, you go in there, you're defending champion. And, and and you put up that performance. Got into his own head. Totally, yeah. totally unacceptable, Clay. Yeah, yeah. So that's your first loser. I've got a theme to go along with that. Can I say one I thing about Kimba? It was so awesome to see him. So he puts the money ball last in his first mm-hmm. round, and he hit four mm-hmm. out of five of those. So key. And he hit a lot of his money balls on the end of his regular racks as well. So it key. Like a, it seemed like several guys had that. Uh, had the uh, last short the, corner. The corner. Yeah, 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 which makes sense, I guess. 
Somebody had it up top. Was it Lowry? Somebody put it up top, which seemed which seemed crazy to me. But actually, uh, you know, if that's where you want it, that's where you want it. All right, who's your who's your next loser? Uh, my next loser is man. It's, this loser is tough, but Aaron Gordon and drones uh, for me did not work out well. Uh, Gordon was definitely the favorite going into the dunk contest. You know, maybe should have slash shared in a win last year against Zach Levine, but talk about getting in your own head. And I don't know if he was hurt, but he certainly didn't look like he had the same explosion that he did last year. Hopefully that's nothing that lingers, but his failure to complete dunks took the air out of the building. It seemed like, and kind of carried over to the rest of that dunk contest, which was a letdown, but wasn't as horrible as some, some of we, some that we've seen in the past, but mm-hmm. it did not live up to the did not live up to the hype. So Aaron Gordon kind of led with a, whimper on that one. I've got some thoughts on the dunk competition, but first, I've got to tell you about another winner, and that is our friends at SeatGeek. You know, buying tickets online, it has become a frustrating process. It was supposed to be easy with this new technology, but it's become frustrating because some of the other ticket vendors uh, have made it very frustrating, but not SeatGeek. With their SeatGeek app, there is Nothing easier than buying tickets online uh, to your favorite sporting or concert events. The SeatGeek app is great. I have it on my phone. It's the only one I use because it tells me where the good deals are. And it tells me if if a seat isn't a good deal and I stay away from that seat and find the seat that that is uh, for the best price. Um, and best of all, our hardcore Hornets fans get a $20 rebate off their first purchase. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, Download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code. Enter promo code LOHORNETS, that's L-O-HORNETS. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOHORNETS. Today, I just used, David, the SeatGeek app to go see Mark Marin. Great, nice. great show. I did. I had to DVR uh, this, the Saturday night events. Um, but the, the Saturday night events are a great DVR event. Um, but with the SeatGeek app, it was super easy. I just pulled my tickets up. They scanned them right there, and I walked right in, and I got a super great deal on that show. So, again, download the SeatGeek app, use our promo code LOHORNETS, and get $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Uh, yeah, the dunk. let's get back to the dunk contest, though, because I really feel like the dunk contest is a tough competition. Because it really hinges on the first couple of guys making their dunks. And if right. they I don't... Mean, that can't affect it. If they don't, then I think it's a re- it's tough to recover. And that's not like... I, th- I feel like the three-point shooting competition, if someone has a bad showing in their first... You know, the first two guys have a bad showing, it doesn't really take the air out of the room. But the d- people are just... They want to see guys make dunks. And so when you have Aaron Gordon come out and miss four straight attempts, the energy is gone and it's hard to recapture because everyone's thinking about four straight missed dunks. And and you feel for Aaron Gordon. You're embarrassed for Aaron Gordon a little bit because you you know you know he wants to make it. You know he doesn't want to miss it. Yeah, the drone was a stupid idea, at least the way it was executed, I think. <laughs> I, I did not enjoy that. Um, the final dunk yeah. by Glenn Robinson was amazing, yeah, but it didn't matter. There was, 
but it didn't matter. There were some amazing dunks. Well, it didn't matter because you'd seen people jump over people four times already, and it was basically (laughs) the same dunk that he did in an earlier round, which is fine. I mean, those dunks were amazing if you think about the feats that they actually were, but that's what I'm not saying. Quite enough, not quite enough variety. It's like it's the uh, it's the joke. Uh, uh, it's the Louis C.K. joke about flying, like people who complain about flying, like you're freaking flying. It's a miracle. That's a, it's like complaining about some of these dunks. He jumped over three people. You and don't see that every day. A reverse. Look, I think our guy Jones should have actually won. If he had come up with a competent dunk, I think in the first final round dunk, he, he maybe could have pulled it out. But uh, the stage wasn't too big for him. I'll say that. He, he, he had some pretty nice dunks himself. The one off the side that Booker threw to him, uh, kind of like an alley-oop, was, was a good one. That was the other there problem. Because, because the lineup was so weak, David, a lot depended on Aaron Gordon having a great follow-up. Like He didn't too have much. to win the competition, but he had a lot of pressure to like bring the heat because there's no Zach Levine, there's no yeah. rematch. You really needed that one to hit. And again, getting too complicated with the props. We said it on Friday. Yeah, you get much. too complicated and and things can go awry. You depend on technology. This is that that was a metaphor for automation, by the way. Let's have some <laughs> well, let's just have real Americans dunking real basketballs and leave the robots out of it. Make the dunks great again. I don't think this is a crisis. <laughs> it's not a crisis like with the wheel and with the team dunks. Like it was just a down year, right? It was just a down year. Yeah. Uh, they'll get some new guys in it next year. It was, it was, it was just a little deflating. That's it. Hey, speaking of deflating, let's talk about this. Uh, oh, my next winner, flat Earth theory. Get oh it deflating because it's not round anymore. It's yeah, flat. I got it. I got it. This uh, conspiracy theory got a lot of traction. This, it, by the way, story of the think, weekend. Think about if you're somebody who's believed in flat theory for a long time, flat world theory for a long time, and you've been on internet forum boards just like screaming about this, like the Earth is flat, it's surrounded by ice. Come on, guys! And then this happens: Kyrie Irving coming out on a podcast and saying that he believes in flat Earth theory. This is like your Super Bowl. This is your. This Big is weekend. your. This is your Christmas. This is this yeah, is exactly. everything for you. Vindication, finally. Okay, the big question though, David, was this, do you think Kyrie Irving actually believes that the earth is flat and not as we've all believed uh, for so long, spherical, or do you believe or do you believe that he was trolling everyone all along including the media? I mean, this seems like kind of a long con for just to be trolling <laughs> the media. I mean, he said it on a podcast that no one, I mean, I guess someone was listening to clearly. And then they asked him about it all weekend and he started to get annoyed by it. And his answer was, I'm just surprised this is news. Like, this is funny. This is news. I'm like, the guy was like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of news. You have a lot of fans and you're saying that the earth is flat. I don't, I have no, I I honestly can't tell. I still think he was being serious. Um, There's a lot of people that seem to think he was doing the ultimate troll, but it seems like a weird corner to pick if you're going to do that. But uh, who knows at this point? Well, it's a perfect corner though, David, because it's, because it's not dangerous. It's a theory that you can have (laughs) that may make you look silly, but if you've got a lot of friends in the NBA that won't, that won't clown you for it, like Kyrie does, like LeBron backed him up, not backed him up, but said, that's my brother. I'll, I'll support him. And it it looked like maybe he had gotten a few people in on the joke. I totally believe that this is a troll job. And and I feel like players, because now we're getting NBA players who have grown up in the meme era. They understand this new era of communication that we have better than, than any other 
generation of basketball players. And I feel like it's it's sort of what's the old saying like you either become something or live long enough to become something. There, there's a saying that goes like that. And and I feel like you either you either start your own meme or you live long enough to become mm-hmm. a meme. And none of these players want to like you look at Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan has not, had no control over his memeization. That's a new word. It's copyright 2017. Doug Branson, right on Hornets. Sure, sure. And I feel like Kyrie's saying, "Look, I'm gonna. First of all, I think the the media. This is a circus. So many people covering this All Star game, and I have to talk to these people for an hour. I'm gonna have some fun with it, and I'm going to create my own meme." Nah. That's too much. That's too much planning. It's too much thinking. <laughs> this think, is like everyone that I thinks think, that 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 Trump is a, is um, gaslighting the media and yeah, gaslighting no. people because he's a genius. I'm gonna say even if he comes out and admits that this is a troll, I don't. I don't I'm not gonna believe him at that point. I'm gonna reverse it because I think he was too dedicated to it. He got too annoyed with the with the follow ups. And the way he reacted was just super weird. Celebrities, super weird. the I'm thing is, is and I, I, well, and I, I'll back you up, David. I'll, I'll give you a point to argue with is that I, I truly believe like celebrities live in a weird reality that is that because of their celebrity, because of the money and the fame is so different from other people's reality that I think that celebrities are more susceptible to these kind of oddities. Not saying that that Kyrie believes it, but I'm just saying, you know, you look at the celebrity trend towards Scientology. Like, I just feel like oh, wow. when you live in your own reality bubble that is so separate from millions and billions of other people, you you are susceptible to these type of things. You start to say, maybe this, maybe I've seen a lot of stuff. Maybe none of it's true. You start it's to question things. Not- not something I would have expected to see be a storyline in New Orleans over the weekend. But hey, thanks thanks for the fun. I've got one more. I've uh, got a lot more, loser. so I'm going to roll okay. through them. But you go ahead. Right. Give me yours. Uh, big winner on Saturday night, I think, was the NBA family as a whole for the Sager Strong tribute. I thought it sure. was the highlight of Saturday. I thought it was a very cool thing. Obviously planned out, but executed in a way that seemed uh, organic enough and then had a lot of cool people come out there and start just hoisting up threes. And Kimbo was a part of that, too. So I thought that was excellent. Raised $500,000 for Sager Strong. And uh, just goes to show you again, kind of that NBA family uh, way of thinking like it's it's very much a group effort um, to support one another so i thought that was really cool it's official podcasts are where advertisers want to be more and more people are listening to podcasts every day and studies show that podcast listeners are some of the most engaged consumers out there if you have a business or service consider a sponsorship on locked on hornets rates are affordable and you'll be supporting the best hornets talk anywhere send an email to buzzbuzz at lockedonhornets.com for more information here are my musical winners and losers from the oh, from the geez. events. Winner, John Legend, for leading oh off with God. his song from La La Land. Oh. Yes. Know your audience, indeed. <laughs> when, <laughs> you think the NBA audience and the La La Land audience very thought, intersecting. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I think maybe well, there's it touched one person. Me. It touched me. Yes. Well, <laughs> when you I'd heard you that, when you heard that, did you know that was the song from La La Land first? No, I didn't. And well, I've seen La La Land now, so we can talk about this. But what? not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just real quick, you're, uh, you're, you, did you like it? Uh, I did like it. Did you love it? I did like it. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, my loser. This is my musical loser. Joe Jonas. When will, oh. when will studio artists learn that you, can't, you cannot just walk into an event like this and throw up your normal? It was horrible. It was off key. Mm. It was terrible. We get, it feels like the NBA All-Star Weekend gets one every year. One bad performance? One horrible, ba- and it, it can come from likely sources like a Joe Jonas. Or uh, remember when Alicia Keys, who is an amazing artist, maybe yeah. she was sick, I don't know, but had a terrible, it's like they, it's like, uh, they just attract bad performances. It's too much partying, man. I'm telling you, it's a maybe. long weekend. And, and they're, but they're in, you know, they're in arenas. You feel like. It's not like uh, Mariah Carey There's at New so Year's much... where the acoustics were, were awful anyway. Well, yes. Um, there's so much going on. I mean, the presentation on these things have reached such a level where there's pyrotechnics, there's lighting, there's Guy crowds, Fieri had a good stages. time. <laughs> Big winner of the weekend right there for me, Guy <laughs> Fieri. Huge winner. <sighs> okay, uh, let's, get to, let's get to the big show. Uh, All-Star, the All-Star game. The actual yeah. game, winners and losers. Yeah. I'll, I'll start us off. Winner, Yanni. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, yeah. Do I have the drop? Yeah. Let me see if I got the drop. I don't have it loaded. Uh, I'll just do it. Yanni. 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 <laughs> uh, he Play, was awesome, man. Yeah, and he was great. actually playing a little defense. A lot of defense. He played defense. Yeah. He was dunking all over the reigning MVP. He said after the game he was surprised that it wasn't more intense. <laughs> as, he wa- as he watched as he the all Has he never game. seen the All-Star game? That's my question. <laughs> yeah, so that leads into two of my – he was awesome, um, and this, and that relates to two of my losers. Uh, one was defense. Uh, there was none on nah. Sunday. Um, you don't need at all. I just need a little more competitiveness. I mean, and I watched the whole thing. I had a fine time watching it. But after the special on the 1987 All-Star game – you know, it kind of got me jonesing for a little more, a little more uh, tension, and like the KD Westbrook thing never played out. So I have fun watching it. Though. I think it's really cool. LeBron was going crazy. Giannis, he and Giannis were going back and forth. But I will give you one loser. That Steph Curry he got dunked on. Um, could not hit a half court shot on Saturday night, which was a lot of pressure. <laughs> and I definitely thought he was going to hit one. So he had a, he had a bit of a tough get, but I think he's going to be all right. He, he wore a weird looking headband. Um, he had fun with it. Yeah. At least he hit the he he hit the, fun with it. Hit the floor, sort of like a, a bomb was about to go off. That was his best move. <clears throat> that was his best move. A little comic relief in that game, which was fun. Uh, I want to uh, drop a loser here. I think uh, a loser would be uh, Eastern Conference fans who voted and wanted to see their players, their starters play. Uh, Coach Brad Stevens going Fox News with his lineup fair and balanced. If you look across this, like, okay, DeMar gets DeMar leads the way with 24. Then you've got Giannis at 22, and he was the best player, 22 minutes. Paul George, 22. He was 0 of 7 from 3. Kyrie Irving, 21. John Wall, 20, almost 21. Kimball Walker, 20. LeBron James, 19 and a half. Jimmy Butler, 19 and a half. Carmelo, 19. Isaiah, 18 and a half. Kyle Lowry, 17 and a half. And then Paul Millsap bringing up the rear, 13 and a half. But every mm. everyone got equal playing time. That's not Brad. Well, go and win the game. No, and you never played the five point guards together, and that's the, about the only thing <laughs> I was kind of tuned in to see. They they played four of game them over, with Carmelo. Man. Game over. <laughs> oh, but yeah, if you vote, if you vote to see those five players play, then I feel like as a coach, 
play those play those five players a little more. I mean, look at the West. So the West did that. You had Anthony Davis, James Harden, Steph Curry, KD, uh, getting 27, 28, 30, and 31 to lead the way. And then who was the fifth starter out of that? Would have been, let's see, KD, Steph, James Harden, Anthony Davis. Who am I missing here? Was it not Draymond? Clay? Um, oh I don't know. It's, it's Southwest. I can't, I can't keep up with all of this. It's over. It's in the Anyway, the but the point is, they got more playing time. Play the play the starters. I mean, I look, I wanted to see Kimba play. And so it was nice to see him play 20 minutes. But what did you think about so Kimba? Let's talk about Kimba's performance. We got to talk about okay. Kimba's performance. Three of six from I the field. Was, yeah. Se- seven points, six assists, three rebounds. Do you think some people would say, hey, why wasn't it was his first time? You never know if you're going to get back. Why not be more active? No, the flow of that game was. But he so had opportunities. He, he was he was yeah. pa- he was passive. Yeah, but he was passive as much as those guys were. Like if you if they, if you weren't dunking or running for dunks, uh, there wasn't a lot of opportunity for like flashy plays, and there just wasn't anything else going on out there. So I expected him to pull up, take a few threes, which he did. Have a few passes, a couple of dribble know, moves. That's about it. Yeah, and he did that. Moves. He did. Here's the thing. I I think as a first timer, I think yeah, there is a little yeah, bit yeah. of like you got to defer. Because you can see, like, LeBron James not afraid to take any shot. Um, but Antetokounmpo, on the other hand, 14 of 17, he wasn't afraid to shoot his shot. He was awesome. He was awesome, man. Um, MVP I, next year. I'm calling it right now. But Kimba, and we've said this before. We said this going into the weekend. Kimba's focused on getting the Hornets to the playoffs. He was having a good time. He was having too, a good time. Right? Yeah. Do you blame him? No. Yes, I blame him. <laughs> no, he had a good <laughs> How weekend. How dare I think, you, Kemba? I think, I think, like you said, you could see a little bit of of the the relief on his face. I thought, at least, you know, in, in those in those in those moments, and Saturday, and then yesterday, I thought he had a good time, which is good. That I think can help the Hornets. Now they just got to get back and figure out a way to win some games. All right, I'm going to run down these real quick. Loser, the Sacramento Kings for getting trade talks uh, going and leaking during the All-Star game. What an embarrassment. That's an embarrassing franchise. I can't believe it. The boogie deal was horrible. We'll talk about that tomorrow. I'll leave that for tomorrow. That deal's horrible. Uh, Winners, Katie and Russ for finding a little love. Um, Loser, the city of Charlotte obviously in 2017 lost the All-Star game, but winner, maybe? The city of Charlotte in 2019, Adam Silver in his press conference leaving the door open saying he's talked with Governor Roy Cooper. Obviously, some things have to happen, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, city of Charlotte in 2019, watch out, could have this all-star weekend for themselves. 2018, if you don't know, it's going to Los Angeles. Uh, so that should be a good time as well. My final loser, and we can talk about this for just a moment, the broadcast crew after the game, and I'm going to lump you into this, David, whining about defense in the All-Star game for the 17,000 time. All over all yeah, night. forget Marv. It's not, It's not. and again, I think some defense leads to just a bit more competitiveness. And maybe they had watched the 87 All-Star game package like I did, and they just wanted to feel a little more of that nostalgia. I'm so, not, I don't want to be too harsh here, David, because I know there are listener, there are people listening to this podcast right now who feel the same way. They look at that I game and the whole thing. They look, I mean, at, so they look at that, that game and go, deal. I want I want a little bit of defense. I want a li- I want, you know, Giannis was was playing a little defense. There were other players that care. That's why the West always wins because the West has like two or three players that actually care. Um, you know, uh, Russell Westbrook cares. 
Gordon Hayward was out there playing like he cared. Draymond Green came up with a couple of steals, three steals, in fact. They have players that care, and the East does not have as many players who really cared about the game. But Well, thanks for lumping me in with those guys. I'll take but it. <laughs> here's, here's the slippery slope is that if you start, you can't just be a little competitive. That's what I feel. Like, these guys can't be a little competitive. They they would, it it starts with being a little competitive, and then it ends with someone getting injured. It can be done. And we're no, all crying be because it affects the playoff series we all actually want to watch. No, so you can, can get done. injured setting or going around a screen. Look at I that don't want to see anyone highlight. injured in an all-star no game. Getting, Adam Silver, don't anyway. do anything. They play harder than that in practice. I that was, enjoyed that was, that was watching level. them dunk. It is the <laughs> that's, all-star that's, game. Exactly. That's fine. No you, defense. If you make the dunk contest, well, you can have some. <laughs> take a charge. Get in there and take a no! charge. No! <laughs> if Kemba had done that, that would have been far worse than, than seven points, six assists. Man, far worse imagine? would have been him doing anything that could have resulted in an injury. Uh, but I will say, get maybe off that at was Marv, karma. Get off at maybe David. That, maybe no that defense. was karma. You think that was karma for Steph laying down in the lane, then in turn getting put on a poster? Yeah, that was, I believe. Listen, that was I believe. I believe yeah. in. I believe in the you basketball gods. You can't go too gods. far. You went too far. You went too far. <sighs> okay. Um, mm-hmm. Three. Okay. So, uh, favorite moment. We're going to do best event and favorite moment, and then we're going to get out of here. And we'll talk. We're going to talk more Hornets. Uh, what uh, the outlook for the second part of this season uh, tomorrow? But yeah. we're going to end this show with best event and favorite moment. David, the best event from All Star Weekend. A fun All Star Weekend. Very fun. Best event was the Skills Challenge. I thought it was the best event. It was the it was the highly the most highly contested. And had a fun end, so I enjoyed that one the most. It was the first one, so you know, and the other two were kind of letdowns, but I loved it. Okay, so I'm going to disagree. I think the three point shootout still my favorite nah. event because it went to overtime. It was it it's was true. it was competitive in in that sense, and I think the skills challenge. I you know what bugs me about the skills challenge is the little uh, gauntlet that they have to Defense. run through. <laughs> they don't play enough defense in the skills challenge. <laughs> I need one guy to get out there and body someone up. No, uh, it's the little gauntlet that they run through. It's ridiculous, pointless. Like there's no or slalom, the little slalom run that they have to do. Get that yeah. out of there. Just get that out of there. Find something else. Um, but the three-point shootout, I think it's fun because when when somebody gets on a hot streak, it's like nothing else. The, yeah, the, skills, challenge, the skills challenge is too short. It's just, it's, it's just, it's it over. Um, uh, okay. Favorite moment. Uh, the, the Sager Strong thing. I mean, that was it. I, I, I mentioned it. I have a hard time coming off of that one. That was that was cool. A lot of cool moments from this weekend. I love the KD Russ stuff, even though maybe it was manufactured. Maybe it was all. Maybe it was all uh, just entertainment for us. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It was. It was fun. It was a cool to see them do just one little thing, and they didn't make it like a big thing. You know, they didn't. It was a story. It was cool to have an actual storyline in yes. going into the game. And but my favorite moment was Kemba, the cutaway to Kemba and him being surprised that he survived the first round of that three point shootout. He yeah. was, he basically yeah. said, "Damn." <laughs> it was so It was close the whole time. It was yeah. close the whole time. He and, had to sit there. That was probably the most nerve-wracking of anyone the whole weekend, to sit there the entire round and be on the bubble. Uh, something tells me his nerves weren't completely racked, but mm, I yeah. think uh, no, I think he had a great time and it was fun. Listen, I, that's what I'd like to end with is that um, it was it was super cool as a fan and as someone who covers the Hornets to see Kimball Walker, who has given so much yeah. to this organization, 
and um, uh, really given given his everything and re-signed with the team on a on a good deal and to get the recognition uh, to have a good time and to play with the best of the best I think was just a really a really cool thing to see Hey, where did uh, where did Frank's uh, Robert De Niro taxi driver outfit rank for you? <laughs> I love he it. certainly he he's had a look. Made. I loved it actually. We got to find. Listen, he's got to be in the skills challenge next year. We got to find some way. If he doesn't make the All Star game, you know, <laughs> uh, I think we got to find. I just want him in the stands. Get, I want him in the stands yeah. now. We got to see what he dresses up as next year. That's right. It's he's in L.A. Who knows? Yeah, don't even. It doesn't even have to be an event. We just got to get him there for something. Uh, because he is just, he's made for All Star Weekend. It's just great a, a, stuff. All right. Uh, that's all the time we have for this episode. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on iTunes while you're there. Give us a five star review. It helps hardcore Hornets fans just like yourself find this podcast. David, we've done what? This is our 126th episode. That's amazing. Oh, my God. Thanks to everyone out there for listening and keeping the best Hornets talk in Charlotte alive and well. Shoot us your Hornets questions and thoughts to buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com. We're back again tomorrow. Again, we're going to be talking about what this stretch run means for the Hornets. 26 games to go. Can they make the playoffs? For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm Charlotte. Like what you hear? Consider sharing this podcast with other Charlotte Hornets fans. The easiest way? Our new website, LockedOnHornets.com. There you can download the podcast, listen to our latest episodes, and check out Locked On Hornets live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17